Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Have you caught a dose of FCS fever? Welcome to the FCS Fever Podcast, a part of the Aaron Torres Media Feed. Now, here's your host of the FCS Fever Podcast, Jeff Colhane. All right, here we go. Let's fire it up. of the FCS Fever Podcast. My name is Jeff Colhane. What's shaking, everybody? Looking back at the weekend that was around the world of FCS college football. And as always, some surprises, some teams rising up, trying to make their case as a playoff team. And oh, baby, in the CAA and in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, we had that go down in a big time way over the weekend. We'll take a look back at those wins, what they mean for these teams, and of course, for the ones that lost where they are headed now in the discussion of the seeds for the top eight overall in the FCS college football playoffs. Realignment, I'm sort of numb to it right now, but there's more news out there continuing to develop with the folks down in uh, Huntsville and the folks also in Jacksonville, Alabama, Sam Houston, Jacksonville State uh, being mentioned as candidates to move up to Conference USA have nothing set in stone on that yet. But that is what Brett McMurphy from the Action Network reported on Monday night and into Tuesday as well. Have some nuggets from Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports on his thoughts on college football realignment in this edition of the FCS Fever podcast. So we'll dive into that. Great guests as always with Dennis. And then looking forward to talking with Paul Roper. He is the play-by-play voice of the Davidson Wildcats. We highlighted this game last week. A big one in the Pioneer Football League of unbeaten squads, Davidson and Moorhead State, and the Wildcats come away with a 29-22 win. That that interesting-looking rushing attack Davidson brings to the table. Quality defense as well. Got some big turnovers in the win over Moorhead State. And right now they await a St. Thomas team. That's an interesting story. Moving up Division Three to Division One in the PFL and a really good football team under Glenn Caruso. That's a big game this weekend at Davidson with the Wildcats and the Tommies. All right, let's get right into it. Teams of the weekend in the world of FCS college football, and I'm going to start in the CAA. And we said, look, if there are going to be more than two that get in out of the Colonial Athletic Association, somebody is going to have to rise up and pull off an upset and make their case, make their claim that, hey, we're one of the teams that should be paid attention to out here along the East Coast and the CAA. William and Mary, we're listening. We hear what you're saying and what you're screaming. And props and a shout-out to Mike London's team. 
the Tribe going to Philly and beat previously unbeaten Villanova in the CAA, winning on the road, beating Villanova by the final of 31-18. to William and Mary now 6-2, and just a one-loss team overall in the CAA uh, conference standings. And uh, the way you look at it right now, James Madison 5-1 and one in the Colonial, William and Mary 4-1 and one in, the, in the Colonial, and Villanova suffers their first loss at 4-1 and one in the CAA. How did it happen? Well, what have been some of the themes of great football teams at, at all levels? You run the football, you take care of the football, and you turn it over and control time of possession. How about these numbers from William and Mary in this game? They run the ball for 258 yards on 60 carries, and Villanova only runs it for 39 rushing yards in this game. Time of possession, nearly 2-1, to one, ladies and gentlemen. William and Mary, 39 minutes and 13 seconds. Time of possession. Villanova, 20 minutes and 47 seconds. How about turnovers? William and Mary picks off Villanova quarterback Daniel Smith four times in this game. Amazing, amazing numbers there. And the Tribe, they go in and they pull off the upset. They are now firmly, they are firmly in the conversation at 6-2, and 4-1 and one in the CAA as an at-large bid contender for the FCS playoffs. Again, congratulations, Mike London, his team, getting the job done. You got to rise up. You got to scream out. We are here. William and Mary has done that. Villanova, that's a big loss at home. Uh, it's not a bad loss necessarily overall, but it's going to knock them down a few notches where they are certainly not a top five team with uh, with the rankings in mind, in my mind at this point. So uh, you got some interesting shakeup there in the CAA with three one-loss teams at the top of the, the conference. William and Mary, Villanova, and James Madison. JMU, by the way, they have got all sorts of injuries in their running back room. Percy Ajayobase done for the year. And so JMU trying to find that next man up mentality in their running back room right now late in the season. And how about Mark Farley's bunch at Northern Iowa? I heard uh, my good friend, former Bison great national champion, and he's our sideline reporter on our radio broadcast for NDSU. Cole Jurek mentioned this about UNI. This shouldn't surprise anybody. UNI loses the games you think they should win, and they win the games you think they might lose. And Northern Iowa defeats previously unbeaten Valley foe Southern Illinois 23-16 to in front of a loud crowd at the Unidome on a Saturday afternoon into Saturday night. They force a couple of picks from Nick Baker, a big fourth down stop for UNI's defense. Obviously, that defensive front is one of the best in the country overall, and they make the winning plays they need to lay. Matthew Cook, a big field goal from 44 yards, also had a 31-yard field goal and a 38-yarder as well. So three field goals for Matthew Cook, who is putting together one heck of a season, uh, and, and he's one of the best in, in all of FCS college football. But this defense for you and I uh, is also good. I mean, you take a look at uh, at some of the numbers uh, overall, and uh, Northern Iowa turned Southern Illinois into a team that had to throw the football a bunch. Forty-three attempts by Nick Baker, couple of picks, only allow one hundred and nineteen rushing yards on the ground. Penalties hurt SIU. 
Nine penalties for 74 yards. We mentioned the picks by Baker and Northern Iowa controlling time of possession, 35 minutes and five seconds time of possession and outlasting Southern Illinois by the final score of 23 to 16. Javon Williams Jr., eight touches, just 26 yards. Uh, That's a heck of a day against that back. Theo Day, two touchdown passes, and uh, you also uh, got some really good running from Braderick Shaw, who's a unique story, interesting story. Started his career at Wisconsin, then spent a year at Cal, a journeyman who's battled a, a bad knee injury and setback that took nearly two years to rehab. Braderick Shaw, who uh, I believe technically is in his seventh season, college, now at UNI, uh, he came up big time, rushing for over 100 yards in the win over Southern Illinois. So, Mark Farley and company, they go through a bit of a gauntlet stretch with NDSU, USD, SDSU, and Southern Illinois. They're able to get a couple of wins there. Big road win last week at SDSU. Now they knock off previously unbeaten Southern Illinois in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. And right now, for me, Northern Iowa, they are in the playoffs. Squarely in with their record, 5-3 and three overall. Wins over South Dakota State and Southern Illinois and a very, very tough strength of schedule. You and I did what they had to do to put themselves in a good spot in November where teams really make their stance and really move things around to get into the postseason for a chance to make a travel trip down the road to Frisco. So Northern Iowa, Mark Farley, those guys, tip of the cap for a big win over Southern Illinois, 23-16. to Now just have to win two of their last three against a favorable schedule down the stretch for the Panthers. All right, we uh, featured this game uh, this past weekend as we were looking ahead to some of the big matchups around the country in FCS college football. And the Davidson Wildcats of the Pioneer Football League have emerged from the springtime and have taken over the top spot as the program to beat right now and have kind of grabbed that from the Toreros of San Diego in the PFL. And they had a big win. We talked about it, discussed it. Moorhead State uh, coming in and uh, the Wildcats Wildcats find a way, get the job done. Their play-by-play man, Paul Roper, stopping by here on the FCS Fever podcast. Paul, great to connect with you once again. This was one heck of a football game, obviously, and a big one for the PFL standings and the automatic bid into the FCS playoffs. Uh, Wow, a lot of fun. Give me your thoughts on what you saw Saturday. Well, Jeff, first, thanks for having me. And I'll tell you what, I mean, the the three hours this game was played, it was some of the best football I've ever seen. I mean, this game had so many twists and turns. Both teams really stood out defensively in the first half when it was expected to be a gunslinging shootout, at least on one side. I mean, as everyone knows, Davidson runs a a very run-heavy offense with their options. But the defenses took center stage in the first half, and in the second half is when uh, it seemed like who could outdo each other. I mean, Moorhead State came out out of halftime, had that great drive of three uh, three plays to get to take the lead, and then big answer by Davidson. Um, the, the Wildcats with two big turnovers in the fourth quarter from Chris Panko, who's a backup linebacker. He's, he never usually plays, but due to uh, Jalen Jefferson being out of the lineup and then Jaden Pass coming out due to injury in the first half, Chris Panko steps up and has two of the biggest takeaways this team has seen. And um, it was just a wonderfully played game. I mean, I, it, it was a shame one of those teams had to lose. Moorhead State really gave it their best effort. 
But Davidson proving why uh, that they're at the top of the league. They've made plays when they needed to. Um, you know, there's been times where um, I guess their defense has been a little misaligned, or it, and it's almost unfairly. I mean, some of those uh, scores that they've put up, or the opposition's put up, I should say, have come with the, with the backups in. But that they they've made the plays that they needed. They got the fourth down stops that they needed in the second half. And they made three fourth down conversions in the second half, which included a touchdown by Dylan Sparks, as well as that fourth down conversion to steal the game by Eli Turner. Just a wonderful game, and uh, Davidson proving why they're at the top of the league. Yeah, 29-22 win over the Eagles of Moorhead State. Uh, two unbeaten teams in the conference, and uh, this one, as, as we laid out, had uh, a ton of postseason implications on the line. Uh, Paul, you mentioned the the running game the rushing game for Davidson uh talk about this group and and Dylan Sparks did a couple of touchdowns Coy Williams as well rushing for over 100 yards on 19 carries 397 on the ground and, and you, you kind of laid it out there a moment ago tale of two different groups with how they do their do their thing offensively but uh, what makes this Davidson offense unique and so effective overall well, as you mentioned, I mean, they've got that one-two punch at running back in Dylan Sparks and Coy Williams. Dylan will see a lot of the carries, and Coy um, is sort of, a, in, a, in a way, a bit of the end zone guy. He's already got 11 touchdowns this year, but he's also such a bruising, punishing runner, which is very interesting, considering he wants to be a minister after he leaves college. <laughs> you wouldn't know by the way he plays. I mean, he is just... He, he, he just runs with reckless abandon. I mean, his touchdown run on Saturday... He barreled over a guy, and there was a, a, a tackler or two that was dragging onto him as he ran into the end zone. Just an incredible run. But when you look at this offense, it's all about their slot. I mean, those guys can do it all. Eli Turner, Eris Hillier, Braden Oakley, Mark McCurdy are the group of the slots. They block, they run, they can catch passes. Um, you know, they'll fake motion to try and throw off the defense. Uh, which worked on the first drive. Uh, there was a couple of, uh, of offside penalties because these slots know when to stop and create that motion and allow the, the, the defense to jump over and take offside. They got two offside penalties on the first drive. Um, so those slots can kind of do everything. I think everyone will look at the stats of Sparks and Williams, but I really think it's the slots that can get it going. Of course, you've got Lewis Colosimo, who has been terrific at quarterback this year. He was actually benched prior to the start of the, the, the San Diego game. Elijah Burrell got the start in that one. But since halftime of the San Diego game, Lewis has been outstanding. He's making the right reads. Um, when he does throw it, he makes the right pass. Um, and he's been terrific. And it's, a lot of that's because he learned from Tyler Phelps, who was uh, his roommate for three years. Phelps was the quarterback with, with Davidson the first three years of the Scott Abel era. And from learning from, from, from Phelps, Lewis has done a terrific job in taking the controls this year, and I think the team really feels confident in having him as their quarterback. Talking with Paul Roper, play-by-play man for the Davidson Wildcats. They get a huge win in the PFL, beating Moorhead State to stay unbeaten in the league. Top of the charts, 29-22 over the weekend. Hey, uh, Paul, what do you appreciate the most about Scott Abel? Enters his fourth season, and what a job he has done in the spring, leading Davidson to its first conference championship in over 50 years. Uh, amazing stuff there. First program, uh, postseason birth of the program in 52 seasons at Davidson football. And just like that, this group is is cementing itself in this league as a team to beat. How would you describe Scott Abel, the folks that don't know him? 
Well, he is a terrific person, um, very positive, um, and loves coaching football. And I think the biggest thing is, is yes, he you know he does he certainly cares about the wins and losses like any other coach. But I think more than any other coach, uh, he really cares about the scholar athlete, about what they do in the classroom and off the field. Very heavy on community service and making sure those guys help out in the community around Davidson and very big and making sure they get their academics in order. Uh, Davidson College is very rigorous academically. Um, my, uh, my analyst, who is also a student uh, doing the game with me at Moorhead State, was actually doing his homework during halftime, and I did the show solo. Wow. <laughs> that tells you how rigorous wow. the academics are. I mean, these are kids that had 4.0 GPAs in high school, had really really good SAT scores, and you know they're, they're playing football because they enjoy the sport. And, um, and Coach Abel knows that they have a lot to offer off the field. We have kids that are going to be future doctors. They're pre-med majors, and they're looking to, to go into a residency after they leave Davidson. We have kids that are going to be future CEOs of, uh, of banks, uh, kids that, as I mentioned, uh, Coy Williams is aspiring to be a minister. They're looking to make an impact off the field, and it starts with what Coach Abel is teaching in that locker room, and he's just a terrific person. I enjoy working with him. His staff's outstanding as well. I think he's assembled a terrific coaching staff. And uh, the, the, the culture has just completely changed uh, from what it was a few years ago. I mean, to have a winning season right off the bat and then go right to the top of the PFL standings in three short years and remain there in his fourth season as coach, it all begins at the top. He's been a wonderful hire. And, of course, he had that same groundwork when he was at Washington Lee. And uh, he, he ran a great program there and uh, with, with pretty much the same offense that he's running now at Davidson. Now he's applied those tactics to the Wildcats, and it's just worked beautifully. All right, before we let you go, uh, still work to be done. Uh, our fan base up here, obviously, very well aware of St. Thomas and uh, Glenn Caruso. Used to be a, an assistant here at North Dakota State. A unique story, jumping from Division Three right to Division One, and they have seemed to have a pretty solid transition in this first season in the PFL. Uh, another big game for the Wildcats coming up at your place this weekend. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, th- this is a, a Tommy's team that I, I don't think anybody was. Uh, I don't think anybody really knew what they were going to do this year at the Division One level. But with what Coach Caruso has done is outstanding. I mean, they were great when they were in the MIAC, um in Division Three. Um, so much so they got kicked out of the league, and now we're seeing why. I mean, they are competing very well at Division One yeah. in the PFL. Um, I, added, I, I had a chance to read some articles on what Coach Caruso has done last night, and it's very interesting. Runs a very balanced attack, wants 50-50 run pass, wants 50-50 play action, whether it's in or the pocket or out of the pocket. And, uh, and, and, he, and it's right to a T. I look at the stats, and it's almost a 50-50 split with run and pass. So they're going to keep you guessing. Um, you know, and they run a bit of a pro-style offense, it appears. You know, you, you have a double tight end set eye formation. They'll run some things out of pistol, um, but they've got some talent. I mean, he feels that when he was at, at the Division Three level, they were getting kids who could have been in D2 or in non-scholarship D1 football. Now it's just natural that they make this step. Um, but it's going to be a battle. I mean, I don't think the Cats will take them lightly, considering what St. Thomas has done this year. Um, you know, it's a shame that that they won't be eligible for the postseason because of the transition. I'm not a big fan of that rule, especially if you could show that you could play in D1. But yeah. um, it'll be a battle on Friday, on Saturday, and uh, I'm you know I I think it'll be um, you know it'll be a close contest. 
and we'll see if Davidson can make the plays defensively that they've needed to in order to get this perfect record in conference play. Yeah, should be a good one. And uh, the Davidson Wildcats, a team to watch in the FCS. They have risen to the top under Scott Abel quickly in the Pioneer Football League. Paul Roper documenting that play-by-play man at Davidson. Always good, my friend. Appreciate you and enjoy the rest of the regular season. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping and I'm assuming we'll see that uh, Davidson name called on Selection Sunday once again. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me, Jeff. Hey, football season is rolling, and DraftKings Sportsbook has an incredible offer for listeners of the FCS Fever podcast. New users can bet $5 on any game, and if their team wins, they automatically win $200 in free cash. That's right. One pick, one money line win, and get $200 in free cash. Here's what you do. Click the link in the bio, sign up for a new account with DraftKings Sportsbook, and make your first deposit. Make a $5 money line bet on any team, and if your team wins, you get an automatic $200 thanks to our friends at DraftKings. It's the best offer going in sports betting, so act now. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling, and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537 in Illinois. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, or call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789, 21 and older, 18 and older in Wyoming, Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only, minimum $5 deposit, minimum $1 wager. All right, why not? How about a little realignment chatter? I, you know, I suppose it's kind of mind-numbing at this point. But again, it affects a lot of people. And where I'm at locally, it continues to be a, a topic of conversation for NDSU fans with JMU gone. Now the report's out there. Brett McMurphy saying that both Sam Houston and Jacksonville State most likely headed to Conference USA in all sports. I made a few phone calls. You know me, Scoop Call Hain over here. Just calling the people that I know around those two programs, they had not heard any of that chatter or any of that buildup continuing to dig in on that. So, look, Brett knows what he's doing. Don't get me wrong, but made a couple phone calls to Huntsville and to Jacksonville State, and nothing I had uh, had been heard by the people I talked to. So we'll continue following that, monitoring that with uh, everything around college football realignment as well. But little smoke around Sam Houston. We've been talking about them. Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports, with uh, his thoughts on what Conference USA uh, could be doing. Uh, talked with him late last week in the world of realignment. It kind of revolves around Marshall. It looks like, uh, first of all, Conference USA is committed to staying afloat and growing. And, you know, uh, their commissioner, Judy McLeod, is very active in saving the conference. Uh, so they're going to be down, depending on what Marshall does, they're going to be down to five or six members. So uh, with five, it looks like they're committed to adding three, uh, New Mexico State and Liberty for sure. Um, and if that either does or doesn't work out with UConn, then Sam Houston State is a prominent FCS member that has been mentioned. So it looks like Conference USA is going to be, end up with eight or nine members and then decide from there how many conference teams are going to play. 
as you mentioned, you're in Kansas City. You know the Big 12 as well as anyone. Uh, from from a local perspective, as we talk about this, Dennis, a lot of people look at the Mountain West for North Dakota State as maybe the most uh, aligned league at the FBS level if there were ever to be an invite to move up. I, I feel like things would have to change in that league. Boise State, San Diego State would have to be targeted by the Big 12 in another round of expansion for another invite to go out to some of those programs like an NDSU is the Big 12 done? Or are they pausing for now? Could you see them moving down the road and doing something again in this uh, conversation? I don't think they're necessarily done. They're keeping their options open. They're public about that. I think it'll be a period of years before they make that decision. And, and I wrote early on that they had targeted, if they do it, Boise and Memphis um, to, you know, to do that. And, and Craig Thompson, God bless him, the commissioner of the mountain. They're staying put. They're staying together. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty rock solid right now. And he made the, he made the, the point to those schools that had a wandering eye. Well, okay, you can you can leave. You know, we we all admit what's going on here. But do you want to leave once or do you want to leave twice? You know, in other words, or do you want to go to the American and then the Big Twelve, or do you just want to stay here and ride out whatever happens? The the the, the worst case consequence for those schools is as they exist right now, they're the top group of five conferences. I don't think there's any question. They're going to have the best access of any group of five uh, conference to uh, to, the, to the playoff, to the expanded playoff with Boise, with San Diego State, what they've done with, with San Jose State last year. Um, they just uh, the, What the American has now just doesn't measure up. So that's the worst that can happen. Now, if they get a call from the Big 12, you reevaluate. But that's how they look at it right now. Craig, Craig Thompson did a great job. All right, we'll keep our eye on this realignment deal as it continues to grow, continues to change around the world of college football, trickling down into the top tier of the FCS. All right, how about some helmet stickers out there? Big-time players getting it done, making some things happen. All right, to the SoCon we go in a shootout and a great football game that we did mention late last week. VMI just barely outlast Samford by the final of 46-45. to Huge win for the Keydets. Their sophomore quarterback out of Pittsburgh, Seth Morgan, had a massive day throwing the football for VMI. How about 27 of 41 for 463 yards, three passing touchdowns as well for Morgan. And uh, this is a game where you try and keep up with a Sanford team that likes to chuck it around the yard. Well, uh, Seth Morgan with the game-winning touchdown pass with 3.14 to go to Michael Jackson, 46-45 the final as VMI was down 18 points with 4.34 to play in the third quarter, and Morgan rallied them back down 18 to win at home and continue to keep their SOCON Conference Championship uh, hopes alive. Shout out Seth Morgan at VMI. And special teams, Rashid Shahid out of Weber State. He has pro potential, folks. Set the FCS career record, his seventh kickoff return for a touchdown, a 98-yarder in Weber State's 40-17 win at Idaho State. His second kickoff return score this season. It breaks the tie with Hampton's Jerome Mathis, who had six touchdown returns from 01 to 04. Shout out Rashid Shahid at Weber State. Don't sleep on the Wildcats after their win last week at Eastern Washington. Two weeks ago, I should say, 
Weber State hanging in there could be one of the last teams in the bracket if they went out here in the fall of 2021. All right, that's going to do it for us. We got big, big stuff coming your way later this week. Brent Vegan, the head coach at Montana State, is going to stop by the pod for a few minutes. They have a massive game against Eastern Washington. How about NDSU and South Dakota State in the Dakota Marker game? Just a couple we are going to preview and highlight and what is the biggest weekend around the country in FCS college football. Subscribe, like, comment. Love to hear from you. We'll talk to you again later this week on the FCS Fever Podcast. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.